you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's and the iconic Big Mac, now available for a limited time in three juicy, cheesy sizes, the Mac Jr., the Big Mac, and the Grand Mac at participating McDonald's. We've done away with the hurry up here. It's time to get right to it because seated to my immediate right, for those of you watching on NFL.com slash DDFP, you can already see his face. If you're listening on iTunes, we appreciate that. Of course, always appreciate you downloading it, uh, commenting on it, ranking it, all that jazz. You know how that uh, stuff works here in the 21st century. Anywho, this guy has a prominent uh, sports podcast of his own. You see him all over CBS, now you see him really all over any manner of subjects because not unlike Matt Money-Smith, also here in Studio 66, he is a renaissance man and he's our old pal. Let's say hello to him old school style with his intro. It's Jonah Carey. Wait, you jumped the gun. Stop the music. Stop the music. Here he is, everybody, Jonah Carey. Say the worst haircut, the worst haircut by a rock star ever to make an appearance in a music video. I thought you were going to say that I had the worst no, haircut. No, 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 I'm like, no, no, it's no, pretty no, bad, no, but no, not that bad. No. Wait a second. Let's not bury the lead. Dick Banks, the one-man house band. Yes. This is brilliant. How about... All right. But Steve Perry's hair in the O Sherry video. Yes. Is it's like flat and staticky. He's got bangs and it's kind of parted <laughs> in the middle and there's this very attractive woman that he's courting Honey, and it's like what? Uh, this is uncomfortable. Right behind the glass, Emma VP has the exact same hairstyle. <laughs> oh, oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a joke, Emma VP. Wow. You have a lovely hairdo. <laughs> Look at her give me the stink eye. As she Much appreciated. How shall I repay yeah. damage? <laughs> Look out. He'll get his. He'll get his in time. All right. Now, see, we stepped all over that. Dick Banks. No, what I was going to say is he sounds exactly like Steve Perry. Oh, he does. That's crazy. That is not easy to do. Yeah. Anywho, Jonah Carey, how are you? I'm good. So two things to say about the song. Well, three things. First of all, Dick Banks is the best. Secondly, um, I have children much like you, and they come up to me and sing that song to me all the time. Ah, <laughs> pretty great. I and I don't, I'm don't. i not the one who put my wife plays it for them, and they just sing He's it. He's a daddy. <laughs> they just make it. Exactly. It's so good. And the third thing is, um, on my podcast, I have sports people often, but I'll try to get off into other branches too. Um, there's a Canadian band called Arkells that I'm friends with, and I had the lead singer come on the podcast, and he did a special recording of the podcast intro too, so I'm actively trying to get musicians to come on the show to sing it. And what I want to say, where's, where's my camera? Is that my camera? Where am I looking? There? Right there, yeah. Okay. Steve Perry, come on my podcast. Yeah. Whoa. yeah That's what has to happen. The holy grail. Yes. Yeah, he yes. does not like making his way out into the public, man. Oh, Is no. that true? I, I go to people's houses. I'll do whatever. There you go. It doesn't matter. Is that uh, right? He's, he's yeah, a shut-in. When's the last time you've heard from Steve Perry? Well, I didn't know that. that but you was, know what I mean? Like he's, I didn't know that that was his choice. That nobody he's, heard. He's Money, you might even say that I will journey. Oh! Oh! 
nobody's punnier. Nobody's nope. punnier nope. than Jonah Carey. <laughs> nope. Well, I hope you can. You know what? Don't stop believing that. Can I get? Oh, <laughs> can I get this out of the way too? Really, please quick, do. As I always do with your podcast, and I, I take it over immediately. I'm sorry. Um, Jonah Carey is someone who covered the Lakers for five years. Uh, bears a very strong resemblance, and it's hard to to follow. But but hear hear me out. To Phil Jackson. Oh yes, I see that. At, really? Yeah, yes. in the eyes with those in the glasses eyes and a very the similar nose. nose and the glasses. Very, wow. very strong resemblance to grow Phil a beard. Yeah, yeah. And you make and you oh, make. Oh God, a, I grew a beard one time in my life. It was the worst. And you make obscure literary references oh, yeah. here and there. Hey, pl- before That's a, we I'm get, taking this compliment. Yeah, before like we get, oh, I meant uh, this one. Before we get going here with a range of uh, and a fo- I mean Jonah Carey for the longtime listeners of uh, my foolishness will remember Jonah from literally. It's hard to believe Jonah a decade ago. Jeez. that you and I were both doing stuff on ESPN yeah. page two, and he was a regular. He really uh, carried me through uh, through a year's worth of doing podcasts. Uh, we would dial him up, and, and uh, an hour later we would have uh, discussed about uh, 147 completely unnecessary subjects, and, uh, and it was solid gold thanks to him. What now should people be looking out for where Jonah Carey's concerned? Uh, CBS Sports is probably the main place that I do my writing, uh, Sports Illustrated too. There's all these side projects that I have going on. Some of them I can't talk about yet because there's like cool stuff coming down the pike. But the podcast is, I feel like it's sort of for everybody. So, I mean, you know, as an example, I have baseball players, whatever, on, but I just recorded one with Sean Merriman. Great football talk, which, you know, isn't something that's not necessarily my bailiwick. He shadowed the Studio 66 on a number of occasions as well, Sean Merriman. Yesterday, I recorded one with Maverick Carter. So we talked all about LeBron's empire. I'm going down to Orange County today to do one with Scott Boris. Uh, I may or may not have one lined up with a potential head of state. I whoa head of state, huh? Uh, possibly. Is it Putin? It's Putin. Is it cool? <laughs> That'd be cool, actually. I, I was hoping it was Putin. Putin. He the tra- Australian PM. Now, what happened? Come on, tell us what really went down on that phone call there, PM. <laughs> I'd like for you to ask that question. Is this Donald? All right, it's Bonds a day down here in Australia. <laughs> Jonah Carey. I like the one with uh, mutual pal uh, Drew McGarry as well. Yeah. And he made, what did he make for you? A stew? He made a pot roast. A pot roast. I picture pot roast as being something that, like, your grandma makes and sure. it's kind of overdone. I mean, this was, like, good pot roast. McGarry likes to brag about his cooking abilities. He's good. It, it, it actually does and work out. And I sat at the table with his kids, and we ate and talked about family. It was very I wonder if he family. did it in the pressure cooker. You know, that's a real easy way to make a good pot roast. True. Very very easy. Just, you know, you brown the, the meat, you throw it in with all the vegetables, bang, pop it out, dump it, and you're good to go. Everybody in my family is a vegetarian. So I don't really eat meat at home. So just outside of the house, I'm like, I'll take down a side of beef. Just give me anything. I'll take it. Um, First subject, uh, and we'll make this a quick one before we say hello to the other fellas here, uh, is is a hamburger a sandwich, Jonah Carey? I have a very, very liberal sandwich policy. Not only do I believe that a hamburger is a sandwich. Don't do it. He's going to do it. I'm sorry. If there's bread and meat, it is a sandwich. A hot dog is, in fact, a sandwich. There you go. Well, I'm going to push my luck here. I'm going to push my luck. Ketchup on a hot dog, yay or nay? Here's what I'll say about that. I am a non-judgmental fellow. That's, I would never put ketchup on a hot fine. dog. That's fine. That's where it stops. And he asked you, would you put ketchup on a hot dog? No, must. There you go. A mustard, Hero. Mustard is a phenomenal yeah, condiment. It is. He phenomenal. supports Overlooked. freedom. Don't you see? Chairman Mowney over there thinks that he's in charge of what you put first on your all, on your wieners. First of that's all, that's not up to you. I'm not. I, I know. We're I not discussing what people yet. put on my wieners on this pod on this show. But oh, I will. Oh, okay. I judge what people put on their wieners. All right. It's too much wieners. So uh, one, yeah, <clears throat> wrong on the sandwich because we've discussed this before. If you pull a hot dog out of the bread and you put it on a plate, you say that is what a hot dog. If you pull the turkey meat out of a sandwich and you throw it on a plate, you no longer say that is a sandwich. You say, oh, that's sliced turkey meat. The name is still exactly the same. Hence, it is not a sandwich. Same with I a think, hamburger. I you think, pull a hamburger but, patty out and you throw it on a plate. What's that? That's a hamburger. But a sandwich ceases being a sandwich when it's pulled apart. Yet a hot dog and a hamburger continues to be a hot dog and a hamburger when the bread is no longer involved. It makes my his, the logic seem See, sound, it but it also makes my head spin, yeah, and I can't follow really me? follow. You follow me? It's weird because I don't know ultimately where you come down, but I do think, as I always say with with this subject, I think there's no greater honor you can give a food stuff than than its own category. A hot dog doesn't reside right. a, alongside anything else; it is its own thing. 
Good for you, hot dog. You carved Is out a, a hot dog a sandwich <laughs> a nominee for most overused check bit? I don't like that. <laughs> oh. I, those, those continue to hurt <laughs> We need feet. to go back to the condiment thing for a second. So I, I, here's a, I'm, in general, not a judgmental guy, but here's the thing about condiments in particular and food in particular. We come from whatever background we come from. I am a Jew of Eastern European origin. I grew up with deli meats all the time. Mustard is just all up everywhere. Right. So my wife, for example, hates mustard. Why does she hate mustard? Partly because she's been a vegetarian since she was 12 years old. You have no use for mustard no use if you're putting mustard, on your right. quinoa. It doesn't do anything. You put it on pastrami. Smoked meat in my homeland is what you would say. Something like that. Or a hot dog. You don't put it on things that don't have meat in them. Makes sense. And it's Dave is from Pittsburgh, hence of his... Course. His uh, insistence upon forcing ketchup upon everybody on everything. Don't paint me with one brush, though, Matt Money Smith. That's where it's you a make a brush. mistake because da- <laughs> it's my feelings. That's, also, wow. Also, I'll say this though. I as I'll have to remind you. Apparently, I have a doctorate in mustard from the National Mustard Institute, and that is a real thing. I, it is a real. And thing. so I'll thank you to and call I'm me doctor the remainder of am, the show. Why would you do that? Done? Because you don't deserve it. You earned it under false pretense. I've they blazed many trails. See what this guy's doing? He's hot dogging right now. <laughs> ah! All right, I'll let's, show. let's say hello to him right now. He, you hear his voice on AM five seventy. If you happen to be driving around Los Angeles, he's one half of the finest sports nay radio show. I'll just leave it at that. Plain old radio show in all the land. Petros and money. You can track it down on iHeartRadio if you choose to do it that way. It's Matt Money Smith, everybody. Now, Jonah, money likes uh, – he grew up loving uh, loving hardcore. And so when we're, we're we – talking about music. That was yeah. more, okay. that was more <laughs> like Blink. Everything across the board. No, we left Wieners a minute I'm bringing this thing to the gutter anyway. Uh, but, uh, but that's more Blink-182. But I said it, I, I can sell it as Descendants. Bless you. I can sell it as, uh, as South Bay punk rock. You know, maybe some – some descendants, some of the more pop- Naked Ray Gun was a very poppy hardcore. You know, I should that's that's actually I don't want to put that on him, but it was a very catchy bit of hardcore. It wasn't bad brains ass, you, turn, you know. You turned me on to. <laughs> I turned oh, you on to who? Sneezing spells. Ray Gun, yeah. Spell, Ray Gun's yeah. great. Uh, Ray Gun is uh, is great. So I'm fine with it. I think it's great. You know, there there are so many lanes to punk rock and hardcore that you can fill. Um, and I think, you know, Dick Banks did a great job. You uh, cool. you kibitched with uh, Petros Papadakis earlier this week on the, on the Petros and Money show about this. Area codes in L.A. are blowing up again. Yeah. What is the best area code to have? In you Los Angeles? Make it up. No, if you could just make one up off the top of your head. What's the very best three-digit combo you can come up with? If To, to say my – oh, boy. Triple, that's tough because – Triple zero. People are well. He said 007 in the tweet. That I go said. 007. How are you going to beat that? See, and then I guess because of 007 248. You know what? Yeah, of my age <laughs> is 227. Just because it's funny, because people would think of the the, the mediocre sitcom. Ah, 227. Definitely, the kids with, are all over the Jack, with Jack A. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, Jack A. Yeah, well, handsome. What do you say? I take three, three, three. Why? Well, just because it's three numbers and they're all threes. That's just an easy one. <laughs> all right. Triple three. Um, seven, 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 good too. You know, some people believe that they, uh, good luck combo for those three. Since you brought up Petros Papadakis, by the way, I, I have a slight bone to pick with the entire sports world. Are you ready for my bone to pick? Here it is. Nick Young is called Swaggy P. He is like universally called Swaggy P. Yes. I lived in LA for six years from 99 to 05. By the way, I used to listen to K-Rock and Matt Money Smith on sports. Thank you. Phenomenal. And we would go to US. I was on the air on another station where you're not listening to... <laughs> Oh, all right, no, go ahead. Go ahead with your story. So so uh, my wife was going to grad school at USC, and we had season tickets to all the sports. It was like for student tickets, like 100 bucks. You could sit like right under the basket, 40-yard line for football and all that stuff. And that was when uh, Nick Young was playing for USC. It was also Sam Clancy and Trapani and all those guys. But Gallagherini, Luthenthal. That great, that Elite A team was really good. Yeah. But right after was Young and Pruitt. And uh, every time Nick Young would score, Petros Pakpadekis would say, that was a basket by Noodles, Nick Young, he w- who weighed about 140 pounds. Noodles. Great Noodles nickname. Great. Swaggy P is 
not because Petros the... was the PA announcer. He was the PA announcer yes. at, the Sorry, game, at, at the sports arena. Back at the sports arena, not at the Galen great. Center. Sports arena. A great time at the sports arena. I still call Nick Young to this day noodles. That's great. He'll yeah. be very excited to hear that because yeah. he does feel like, wait a minute, he Swaggy gave, P. Well, and that's what happens when you give yourself a nickname. You know, when you start telling, no, don't call me noodles. Call me Swaggy P. It's like, well, well, no, you don't. There's no P in his name. Exactly. That doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. 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 And plus, uh, that's a double whammy because Petros could conceivably become Swaggy P if someone hadn't (laughs) already. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Let's now say hello to our favorite Englishman. Uh, He is our resident Miami Dolphins fan here on the DDFP. It's Handsome Hank, everybody. Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed, Dave. I'm worried the weekend, you didn't get better over the weekend. No. Uh, All right, listen, I'll pull the curtain back. Full disclosure, you know, we're we're not about jiving anybody. We are recording this in advance. You're listening to something that happened probably like four or six days ago. Uh, I'm wearing the exact same shirt. I have not slept in it. (laughs) That is a good note, just so people don't think we're slovenly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they wear the exact same clothes. it's got the same stripe of mud on the left sleeve, (laughs) too. Boy, that guy. And on the right sleeve. Uh, On the right sleeve, too. Man. Handsome, I have a question for you, and I'd be interested in the opinions of everybody here um, on this one. There are a number of snow days going on in Mm -hmm. the Northeast. It got hit with with a big snowstorm. Old Nor'easter? Yeah, something like that. Um, And so kids got a school day. Of course, that's the best thing, I dare say. Maybe you can talk me off of this uh, off of this opinion. First of all, did they have snow days there in England? There wasn't really enough snow for there to be, and not not regular snow days, so not to the same extent. Not in L.A. either, I imagine. No, right, There's exactly. no such thing as a snow day here. One of the pleasures of living in, in a day part of the— is what all the kids are hoping for. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Fingers not. crossed, it's Probably quake not. day. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it was the best thing in life that you would right. wait the night before— and have the experience. I assume you had this in Montreal Turns as well. Turns out, that was a Canada occasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you, you really would sit by. I wonder if the kids do they do this at this age? Like, does Sadly, it? That, no. the, the way it would go is the night before, if it was really snowing badly, you would tune in, and the guy would just read off all the schools, the schools. that yes. were being shut down, and you would just wait in alphabetical order, waiting On the local to hear, news, just waiting to hear your school yep. name, and if you heard your school called out, it was. Uh, it's it was, funny that. It was the greatest celebration. Yeah. I mean, it was – forget Malcolm Mitchell and LoGarrett Blunt and uh, Chris Hogan running around after an overtime touchdown in the Super Bowl. That was uh, my sisters and I running around our yep. home in uh, in Pittsburgh, PA, back in the in the early 80s. It's there. funny that I'm aware of that tradition despite not living in the same huh. country or not having – but I just knew that that, that, that that was a thing. Well, so my question to you is this, and I'm going to throw it out to the, uh, to the entire Studio 66 mm-hmm. here. Best days of life. What are the best days in life? I think that I think as a kid, the last day of school where you didn't, or even like the last couple of days of school where you didn't do anything, the teachers would be like, bring in a game or, you know, we're going to put something on TV. Basically, the, the semester, the term had ended about three days earlier, but they just kept you around. Mm. And you had the, you had the, that, you know, two month expanse of, of summer coming up. And also they, they'd sort of given up on teaching. When you bring it up, when you start talking about last day of school, I get that same yeah, yeah. Fu- that that feeling in my belly, and I don't think I've ever had that again right. in my life. The in- excitement like I had to be sitting in school knowing that you don't own me. Day, yeah. yeah, hey, Miss P, you don't own me anymore. Yeah. In a couple hours, I'm free. Nothing you can do about it. it That's hard best. to beat that. Yeah, because it was always a half day, or right. you got out at like 10.30 a.m. or something, so you didn't really have to wait till the next day to cash it in. I mean, it was cashed in immediately, you know, and, and I can still remember like elementary school, we had a baseball, everybody played baseball when I was a kid. I mean, that was the sport of choice. And I can still remember like last day of school, really the highlight was, hey, our, our uh, baseball season's beginning. Like the, the, the neighborhood baseball games are going to start and they're going to start right now because we're out of 1030 and by 12 o'clock, we're going to be in the fourth inning on that darn field and no bell is going to ring oh, yeah. to bring wiffle us ball, in. Wim, wiffle, wiffle ball, ball. in, uh, in uh, Shecker Memorial Stadium yeah. uh, was, uh, yeah, I mean, a, a, a summer's worth of yeah we Every I had day. 
I had all the ball caps for all the Major League Baseball teams, and so my friends and I would just put them on, and it would just constant matchups. It was an all-star game every day of summer of playing. Like yep. It will be like, all right, here's uh, Lloyd Mosby stepping into the box here. Shaker. Yeah, it was great against uh, Nolan Ryan. Jonah Carey, how say you? So I will say it's probably uh, first kiss. And I remember so, so, vividly, that. so vividly two weeks ago it happened for me. With uh, no! um, I had in my mind I was uh, I was uh, loaded up to go like that when I did that yeah. four years ago. But you did two weeks, even Two better. weeks. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's memorable. We're not talking about this. I feel like you should separate the spin the bottle ritual element of it versus like an actual – I was never invited to any of those uh, those affairs. Really, seven minutes in heaven, spin no. the bottle. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, yeah. like, no. The the uh, booby prize can't. See, I would be, assume you were because I was. It can't be damaged in, in it's Pittsburgh. A, it's cold out. <laughs> everybody's just kind of gathered in somebody's basement. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have to be invited to the party to, <laughs> uh, to be thrown in a closet. I was with the three other guys playing Dungeons and Dragons. It was <laughs> yeah. first kiss, Jonah. Yeah, goes. What a romantic. Mine was in a treehouse too. What? Yeah. How old were you? I was 13. 13 like years real of age. So seventh grade. Well, I'm as young as in my grade, so eight. I didn't talk right. to a girl until I went to college, and that's true. My, outside of uh, <laughs> people that uh, I was related to. Money, how say you? For what, first kiss? Or just no. best day. Oh, no, I said it. I agree. <laughs> oh. I totally agree. Like, it is – I could go Christmas Day because, you know, you, you, but but it was cold, so you couldn't quite meet He's in the street. He's an anti-Semite. That's what he said. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm part Jew as well, so I can <laughs> – So, um, but, but I think it's last day of school. I really do. Um, just because it's an outdoor event, no matter what uh, part of the States or Canada even you live in because of the, the temperature. Or the world. And so it re- or the world, yeah. I Thanks, mean, man. well, I guess uh, Southern Hemisphere. But anyway, what I'm saying is uh, it th- there is something about it. I mean, it really is just a blowout party in the entire neighborhood. And, and obviously we're doing last day of school grades, you know, like one through, let's say, your sophomore year in, in high school. Because beyond that, you know, I was working summers when I was in, in high school and things like that. It didn't have the same effect. But especially elementary school age. It was special. I, I mean, those are all good. I, I mean, I think you guys are missing the obvious one. The first time you try heroin is like hard. To, the first <laughs> yeah. time you take the spike, you know. That, no, um, I'll throw out the, um, <laughs> hey, got to ride the horse. No, listen, that's, that's <laughs> chase uh, the dragon. That's, that's a yeah, joke. chase Don't the dragon. Like that. Don't be like that. That's not cool. Hey, what is great, though, is a day. This is more specific than some universal kind of a thing. I can't wait to see how you segue off of heroin, by the way. Go for it. Well, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with a day, a summer's day at Wrigley Field. A Saturday, the day off. I mean, I I can recall saying on more than one occasion, sitting there with my chums, that uh, and, and really feeling... There is really like a low and brow commercial. Like, there's nowhere I'd rather be than this right now. There's nowhere on the. How many times can you say in your life, "There's nowhere I'd rather be"? I, a give me any option. Light right breeze now, off the lake. Nothing I'd rather be doing yeah. than sitting right here in these bleachers with an old style and it's mm-hmm. sunny. I got the world by. I got the world on a. Spring. That's a good one. Here's the only negative, though, people. It's still it's still thirty some thousand people I, that as as much as I enjoy I it, there is helps with that. There is the old style helps, but there is still a navigating in, a getting out. Like that's that's the only negative to I'm that people for me. adverse myself, you yeah. know that. But when I was you know, when I was twenty four and sitting out there, I didn't care yeah, as you walk much. out the, the bleachers and you're at Murphy's and, and it's I like to and I did like to put on a show there. I would well, the, the surrounding people I like to do dumb cheers and yeah. get cheer started yeah. and the right fielder would respond. I remember once uh, Dante Bichette of the Colorado Rockies yeah. Once uh, on July 4th, I think it was 1994, we were on SportsCenter that night, my friends and I, because we were singing uh, He's a Yankee Doodle Dandy to him. And he, during, I mean, while the ball was being pitched, behind his back, this is, a, this is this is an MLB ear. No, no, no. He was having fun with us. He was like, uh, conduct, like ah. a conductor with his finger behind his back while the pitch was being thrown. <laughs> like, he's a Yankee Doodle Dandy. That's great. And then we threw, we like, I want your glasses. And we had, I don't know why we had, uh, little kid uh, toy glasses, little uh, like uh, neon green kind, and we threw them down on the field to him, and he took off his uh, flip shades and put those on and walked around like he was blind or something.
something. It was, I, it was <laughs> just great. delightful. Stuff. Really fast, by the way, you mentioned the ball game thing. First ball game stands out. I can. It's August first, nineteen eighty-two. I still remember the first time I went to a ball game. That's neat. Yeah, Steve Rogers versus Joaquin Andujar, and this is a true story oh, at okay. Olympic Stadium. At Olympic Stadium, known for its emptiness, there were fifty-one thousand people there. Oh, How God. awesome! That's right. By the way, muzzle tub on Tim Raines. Time is Thank already running you. short. Yes. I wanted to dig in, but you have led that charge. I think you can I'm rightly say. I think you can rightly say though that for all of his great deeds and he is a worthy uh, enter. Uh, 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 what is the word? Uh, entrant? Entrant? Inductee? Inductee into the Hall of Fame. I think you he owes you a debt of thanks because you pushed that and pushed that hard. You have the platform and uh, and you made it so. So muzzle tub to you as well. Two quick follow-ups on that. Number one, I am also, this is true, planning his Hall of Fame party in Cooperstown. It's going to be at the house on the property where I'm staying with my wife and kids and friends, which is ridiculous. Don't ask me how I got into that whole thing. And secondly, uh, Terrell Owens needs to be in the Hall of Fame. Most definitely. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. No Don't start me again. I, I know, we talked about that. I, I, I know, but, I, but it's like, yes. and then this political, not, it's not as big. It's actually worse in football than baseball, but the Political idea. I didn't like you, or I didn't like your attitude. The numbers are the numbers, man. It doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, involved. there is. I th- this is coming awfully close to Ted Williams in 1941 territory. The third best wide receiver of the Super Bowl era, maybe the second best at worst, the fourth best, isn't in the Hall of Fame. It's ridiculous. You know who you discredit yourselves, Hall of Fame. And he didn't murder anybody. He was a little bit surly. As I let's relax say, a little bit. Hey, go to the baseball Hall of Fame. Hey, Dad, let's. Oh, this is where all the best are. Are, are of where? Who had the most home runs? Where can we see his? Well, he's not in here. Like, uh, all right. Well, then who had the most hits? Well, he's he's not in here either. You know, he's not. Well, then what, what are we doing here? What are we? What, what, I thought we were coming to see the best. All right. Um, let's move on here. I will throw out a tailgate on a on a uh, 64 degree midwest day nice. big 10 football the leaves are all uh, are changing. all glorious shades you know I, another we're in iowa city or we're at uh, camp randall oh, bloomington indiana friend that's what i'm talking about that's they, where it's they at. play football in bloomington that's exactly the point if you're in ann arbor or columbus then you feel obligated we have to go see our juggernaut team play every second of the game not in Bloomington. You're like, oh, we can stay out here. We know what's going to happen. Going. We we know what's going on in there. No reason for us I don't to. Think that qualifies as a tailgate. Then I think it's just you're yeah, hanging out and barbecuing in a parking <laughs> lot adjacent to a football stadium. I didn't mention <laughs> I didn't mention attending the game. I mentioned the uh, the tailgate. Well, yeah, it gives you just, more time to tailgate. You've just chosen a specific spot. Eat to, wieners. To host a barbecue. Eat your wieners with ketchup, if you please. All right, let's move on to uh, to another item here. It's uh, the second now in our ongoing series of the offseason, glass half empty, glass half full. Today, Jonah, I know you're not a diehard uh, pro football fan at this point, but your favorite team, you are on record on the DDFP is saying the New York Jets. So we'll honor you by talking about the Jets here. Glass half empty, glass half full money. I start with you. Where should Jets fans' hearts be right now? Well, I, I said this in the first installment of Half Empty or Half Full with the Falcons. I said their glass, to me, was three-quarters full. Uh, and the Jets' glass is three-quarters empty. <laughs> because, unfortunately, well, empty. They, they play in the uh, same division as the Patriots, who continue to show no signs of slowing. The uh, the Dolphins, I believe, are getting better. They have a Agreed. great head coach. Um, I don't know what to make of the Bills. Um, but I, that's Well, we'll talk about them so, later So, for on, me, at best – I like those Bills. They're I think third – at best, they're third, but – probably fourth in their division so that and that alone the question at quarterback um I don't know about their running back situation answer the question at quarterback who do you think uh, is under center on day one for them no one on that roster yeah I don't think anybody on the roster Cuddy Jay Cutler could be Tony Romo could be I think really buy I could could see uh, I could see a veteran signing um I could totally (laughs) totally see that (laughs) if it's Cutler yeah I mean Cutler would probably I think I'd laugh Cutler's probably the most obvious right you really think it could be Jay Cutler because that would be great I mean he's gonna get a job somewhere and John Morton who's their new offensive coordinator had success with him I think it should actually be I mean you know in lieu of signing somebody but they're they're pretty far away it's not like they're uh, a, a capable QB away from winning a Super Bowl or anything. I think they should just sort of, unless they get somebody really uh, terrific in the draft. Bryce Petty has. I, I, I stand by Bryce Petty. Yeah, I'm not you know? there. Why? Because he's nice. <laughs> because he's uh, nice. what do I always go back to? I you my eyeballs tell me he's what I need to know Bryce. about pro QBs, and very rarely am I wrong about pro yeah, QBs. True. All right, there's the Matt Ryan exception. I was wrong about him right. going into Cardell Jones. I said Ryan Mallow would. 
We don't know anything about Cardell Jones. You can't add him to my list of negatives. All right, well, Bryce Petty looks like him. an NFL QB. He's nice and big. Has I like the nice, easy, quick throwing motion. He's got a hose. I like. I mean, he looks like an NFL QB to me. That's what. That's how I assess them. Not crazy Ooh. about him. Kevin okay. Costner That's has a, a hose. Yeah, Kevin Costner also yeah. has a hose. <laughs> Jonah Carey, give us some uh, reasons to feel either half empty or half full. First of all, I again. love the Cutler idea because I think if you're going to lose, at least lean into the comedy of it. That, sure? That's sports. <laughs> right. Why don't sports emphasize comedy enough? We're sitting here and we're doing comedy, actual team show. Listen, you're going to lose the proverbial 100 games in baseball or 12 games in football. Just be bad and funny. How about if, yeah, if, it's, if it was funny in the second city, surely it'll be even funnier in, yeah. uh, in Gotham, right? <laughs> well, that, the problem, so here's the thing, and again, I'm not an NFL analyst per se, but the idea of football that has such a short shelf life for players, how did the Seahawks get good? Well, suddenly their defense was chock full of really good young guys. How did the Falcons get good? They had a bunch of good young guys. The Jets don't have these prospects. It's not like you're looking and saying, oh, this guy was a rookie this year, and he was really good. We think he could be really well, good. Well, I'll push too. back on that. Leonard Williams jumps out. He's going to be you, great. Yeah. Okay. When you watch but they don't have yet. a roster full of those. No. No, no. And that's I the do. problem. Right. So it's, you can't see the potential. Maybe it could be a couple of years away, but right now you're like, okay, Williams is great. What else you got? Yeah, and things got sideways for Bowles and company. Yeah. yeah. It started to feel like, you know, on any if uh, being a head coach of a pro football team always comes with pressure, and obviously it, it's ratcheted up that much more when you're in New York City and the Giants are having a good year. But that's got, that got away from him a little bit. I think that's uh, – It started with Fitzpatrick. I mean, just that – Right that mess in the offseason and, you know, Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker openly campaigning for him. And why isn't he signing all the questions? Like, wait a minute, you're going in with Geno Smith as your number one. It was just a mess. I said for 10 months, I was laughable. What, what, what is the premise here that we're, we're, that we, we can't get by if we don't get uh, old man Fitzpatrick. (laughs) But again, you should lean into this thing. Fitzpatrick is from Harvard. Just declare that all your players have to be Ivy leaguers. (laughs) They can only be 180 pounds or less, you know, and just go with (laughs) it and just lead into the whole thing. They have to have, like monocles on the field, you really need to play out the monocles. The monocles. Mets, the, the Mets, the Jets have uh, missed the postseason for six straight seasons. That's now bad. they ended the season with a hundred rushing yards in four straight games, though. So that's a that's kind of a positive there. Bilal Powell looked pretty good. Matt Forte, I don't know if he'll even be on the roster. I wouldn't be surprised yeah, I'd be if surprised. it's one of those late career. You know, he bounces around for another t- yep. another team here and then rounds out a career. Handsome, where do you come down? This one feels pretty easy. Yeah, oh, def- and our measure is again to remind. Will their rec- wait? Will, do we, will, there, will, will they, they finish better in the division? In, their division? Yeah. in the division, that's the way we're looking at it. Yeah, they won. So fourth place. I think fourth place. I, I the thing for me, Todd Bowles a year ago after his rookie season, you're like, wow, okay, well they've got Todd Bowles and it feels like he's heading in the right direction. Todd Bowles kind of left this season. You're like, really, that guy is going to carry on being the head coach? No, you know, it doesn't feel very secure. I, I mean, I wouldn't fire Todd Bowles. No, but because it I think feel when you start like going he- down that uh, start spiraling spiraling downward into that ridiculous. Uh, Flipping coaches every year. Richie Richie Kotei, Kotei. We need Richie Kotei. Do you think he'll be yeah, there next bring year? Bring Richie back. Do you What's think that? he'll be there next year? This time next year, it feels like they'll have a different head coach. It just felt well, like I, yeah, if they finish fourth, they will. Again, exactly. you have to, you know, we're not doing it in a vacuum. We're comparing them within or we're, we're making it relative to their division foes. And, yeah, I mean, I think the Dolphins are – I don't think this was a mirage. I think they will only be better, in fact, in 2017. I also, as I've already said, I think the Bills are going to be a good team. I think they – a couple of their draft picks, high draft picks, got hurt and they never saw the field. And I said that last July. I said somebody's going to – Rob Ryan – Rex Ryan will not survive 2016, but whoever takes over there is going to be the beneficiary of some nifty draft picks. I mean, that defense could be mighty, especially if they can keep Gilmore and some of those uh, those uh, secondary pieces there. All right, listen. We only – I feel like we barely even oh, yeah, got into it. <laughs> What's that? I said there went in. Jo- I got Jonah's face. What on the snot? <laughs> no. Did it hit me? It went on the table. It's too much. It did. It really. Oh, it did go on the table. I'm sorry you had to see that, Jonah. So it was fantastic. So embarrassed. This is the best television program of all time. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what's funny about it, handsome. I my infirmity. I don't think it's funny you. either. I have, I was nearly sick in the. I last think you. Show. I think you should. I think instead of instead of laughing at me condescendingly, all of you, you should hail me. Listen. Here's for the my thing. professional. The best is you got the, best, the right. best is is, is is I have an angle to both Hank right. and Jonah and their reaction. And as you know, I don't care. Whatever you got snot dripping <laughs> out of nose, but to thank see, you for being see, a pro. Money. To see Hank turn away in disgust, like ew, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I never. And then Jonah just kind of hold his tongue, like oh. 
Well, that just happened. What do I do here? Do I do I react? Do I? Uh... Come on, mum. Come on, pack up the kids. We're moving back. We're not living a land where that's allowed. All you want... did was catch a cold in Houston. You did not get run over by the light rail. That is a win. You know about that, right? People regularly get run over by, by light rail there. Houston, all the time. Is that it comes, right? It yes. comes quick and it's quiet. I'm glad I didn't know about it, or Again. I would have lived a week of my life in fear. Yes. So now I, I escaped that. Uh, but anyway, can we uh, get slow motion of of snot no. tripping? Oh, that's a good call. All right. I'll that might be a little much. I'll sign. Uh, no. You can get it. You can Let's get not it. judge it. She's locked in. All right, sorry, Jets. Uh, the glass is half full, but our hearts are all the way full for seeing Jonah Carey. Hopefully, in this offseason, you'll uh, shadow our door more than once here if you make your trips to L.A. I love it. League of Leagues. Next go-round. You're, do- you're in a team. we got to get it. Matt Money Smith and Hanson. I would love. I would love it. Don't be coy. No, I, you know I'd love to do it. I have a tight schedule. All I've right. got kids flying all over the place and jobs. And hey, if this wasn't enough DDFP for one day for you – Here's a nice little treat for you. We're throwing it in here. Matt Money Smith and I were out there in Houston talking with the people and also talking with some uh, luminaries from pro football. In fact, Hall of Famer Jerome Bettis joined me. Actually, Money wasn't out for was there. Not. It was me, Ike, Maurice Jones, Drew, and Jerome Bettis. But it was a great conversation. Chopping up the old days or the uh, or that Super Bowl forty year salad days. Oh, it was, it was great stuff for uh, any Steelers fan. Take a listen. Take a look. Jerome Bet. Uh, thanks to you, Jonah Carey, though. Thank you, Shaq. Money and uh, Handsome. We'll talk with all of you down the line. But here it is. We'll round today's show out with the bus and Ike. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, back with us for the next hour. And way over there to my left, a Hall of Famer and the possessor of a ring, a Lombardi Trophy, Jerome Bettis. What's happening, man? Hey, can't complain. I'm just glad to be here. First thing right out of the gate, I don't want to jump on you for your style choices, but I have to say, Jerome, I say this to anybody who gets the gold jacket, why don't you wear it around a little bit? Well, you know what? It's, it's, it's really not functional hmm. from the standpoint of just wearing it around all the time. Because it's yellow, you bump into somebody, you know, you get some, you know, you get marks on it, get scuffed. You know, you can't have, like, a cherry stain on the gold jacket. So, I mean, okay. you got to bring it out when you know it's a secure environment. You don't want anything to happen to it. Dinner's only. Dinner's only. And, and, <laughs> and really, events. exact special events. I got you. With special people. That's right. You got to have it. Now, <laughs> once every two weeks. That's what I would do. Once every, oh, this, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm in the Hall of Fame. So, ima- I- but imagine this. Every two weeks, right, you go into the cleaners, right? with the jacket, and you leave it at the cleaners, would you be nervous about leaving the jacket? That, the you raise another exactly. good point. So yeah. it's one of those you really don't want to wear that much because you don't want to have to send it to the cleaners. Exactly. Talk about the Steelers. First of all, I feel out of place. You know what? Let's move. Let's move around so I, so I get fair. y'all close. Yeah. It's okay. fair. Let's, let's do okay. this way. Okay. Now, right. okay, now I feel much better because I feel like I was breaking up a sweet thing. But That's right. This is talk man. about Le'Veon Bell and, and, and what he's done to help that legacy of the, the Pittsburgh Steelers running back. Well, what, what he's done is, is really secure that legacy. And, and it goes back to uh, Mr. Rooney and his philosophy in terms of how they wanted to build uh, the team. They build up the middle. That's their philosophy. They want a great running back, quarterback, center, linebackers to safety. And so that's their philosophy. And he goes right along with what they want to do at the running back position because ultimately the Steelers, they want to run the football. That's just what it is. It's part of the tradition, but it's also part, uh, you know, being in the up north, it gets cold, it's right. bad. You don't want to have to throw the football. You want to have the ability to run the ball. So, Buster, we just saw this clip because of the Super Bowl. Right. And just going home to Detroit, which you got opportunity <laughs> to retire at the Super Bowl, which is rare, your hometown city. Just give a little insight, man. Let, let's let's talk about the dinner we had at mom's house. Yes. How oh, many wow. people was at the house? We had at my mom's house, we had about four, almost 50 guys at the house. My mother opened it up, and, I mean, we had – we had all type of foods. I mean, we had, uh, I mean, Everything. Cornish hen. I mean, we had, we had so much turkeys, hams. Obviously, I paid for everything, which I didn't <laughs> like. But it was one of those moments where you, you remember. And so my mother and father, uh, they were there. And my father, you know, since passed away. And so that was a special moment, not only for me, but for them. Because we were at home. They got a chance to really show uh, the team, right? 
uh, how much they cared about the guys, and it was it was really special. I'll tell you what, it's hard to believe that that was 11 years ago already. I, you know, I, I was at the title game, and then I was at that Super Bowl. That's why I claim the Lombardi is about, you know, I, got, I have Stop a piece of that. You got a piece of that. Right. Six have, of them. The three of us shit. combined to have what? Why is it, we have like nine <laughs> rings combined, something like that, if we combine all our, uh, our Lombardi pieces. Exactly. I think it ca- Jerome Bettis counts Damashek as a part. I mean, I was in the stands. Re- anyway, listen, let's talk about the current state of the Steelers. It was a big story coming into and then out of the AFC title game. Terry Bradshaw, obviously a black and gold legend. Where do you come down on the, what Coach Tomlin means to the franchise? And obviously I can weigh in on that as well. I mean, he means so much to his franchise. He's one of those calming forces um, in, with the franchise, because he's, you know, he's very under, he, he's very much understood by the players. They respect him, but he's very matter of fact in terms of how he wants the organization run. And I think the Roonies, as a as a organization, they they like that. They want to have the it defined in terms of where we go from here, what we doing, and and coach is very clear about that. He doesn't he doesn't miss words as you've seen in his press conferences, but that's the way the organization is from the top to bottom. And so I think he just goes right in line with the philosophy there in Pittsburgh and he's been successful and the players want to play for him. I think the the Rooney's do a good job between the Rooney's, Kevin Colbert, the GM and the head coach. Those three have a good relationships, relationship. So when you look at Coach Tomlin and Kevin Colbert and Mr. Rooney, and they sitting in the offseason, even though they might have their differences on some players, they all come to some sort of agreement at the same time. A lot of owners now, a lot of GMs, a lot of head coaches, it's all about look at what I, I've done instead of look what we doing. So that's why you see Bill Belichick back to the Super Bowl for seven times. You know, Pittsburgh Steelers, they get to the Super Super Bowl three times in eight years. Um, the Denver Broncos, you know, with, with Coach John, I mean, uh, G, GM John Elway's doing over there. So when you see good relationships between general managers and head coaches, it means a lot. It does. I mean, it, it, it's one philosophy, you know, from owner to GM to, to coach. And so they understand – what type of player they need right. for that system. And maybe not every player works in that system. So uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, he was a, a big back in, in Michigan State, but he was athletic, and that's what they liked. They didn't want the smaller back. They didn't want a guy that was just going to, you know, bounce on. They wanted a physical running back. Right. And then what Le'Veon did was he transformed his body. When he came out of, he out of, of, of Michigan State, yeah, yeah, he, was, he was 240. Yeah. So he transformed his body, not the team saying, hey, we want you smaller. They wanted him physical. He stayed physical, but now he's saying, I can add something to this position by, by getting a little bit smaller, getting faster, quicker. Now he can become uh, a quick back, but also a physical back, and that's exactly what they, what they want in Pittsburgh. No question. All right, let's play. Should we play a little game, fellas? You want to do that? Speaking of games, what about before the games? There's practice. How were uh, two fours hands in practice? Could it was he making more picks than in the game? You know what? I'll tell you this: his hands was way better in practice Mm. than it was in the game. I've heard that. Like a nerve. You can't tell me that. (laughs) I told told him. I said the one time I remember Ike. He picked off a ball in the the playoffs. So I said, I don't know where this dropping picks come from. Well, I'll tell you what: if 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 he uh, if he if he caught all the ones that they threw to him, <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, uh, he he would fight with it too. It, it hit him one, two, boom, 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 boom. You can stop right there, Buster. <laughs> but I mean, you can stop. We right all there. understood it. But I I tell you what though, this guy here, he always competed, and we had a thing called get on the line. He always every single day he got on the line, and it was really about competition. And, and against the other guys, right, at his position. And it was about, you know, running and sprinting. But it was more mental than it was physical. And it's like, okay, get on the line. And he was always, even his rookie year, he was the first one getting on the line, challenging the vets. And that's one thing I, I'll never forget uh, about Ike because he was not afraid. He was never afraid. He, he wasn't the greatest catcher. That's okay. <laughs> but he wasn't afraid. Didn't I help you get a Super Bowl? Didn't I catch one in that oh, Super Bowl? He, he caught one. Didn't I catch, he caught didn't one? I, catch one so I, can't, I can't say that. He, he caught one. He said, I always say that. He saved it, he saved it for the big time. AFC he, title he, game. He did. got Jake the Snake. Then he got uh, Hassel That's back right. in 40. That's yeah. right. I mean, the big big times, 
Big moments. He was there. Shit, you got to start about, putting some respect on my name. I, let, well, listen, what yeah. happened, happened, Ike. You know, I, did, I, didn't, I wasn't out on the field there. You got to put some respect on it. Now, who was a better thrower of the football? You threw a touchdown pass or two in your career. Maurice threw one, too. I, okay. I, no, I, I threw a pick, too, though. So, <laughs> I threw a pick, too. Oh, I threw a pick, too. I got a pick, too. But what I used to do, and I can attest to this, every day I used to have a challenge because we – in Pittsburgh, we always challenge each other different ways. So I had a challenge with Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. Every day before practice, we would throw footballs at the goalpost. And if you could hit the goalpost, that was a point. If you could hit the goalpost and then hit the crossbar, then that was a double point. So it was about competing every single day of practice. And I, I like to think that he got better in terms of his accuracy, having to try to hit that ball from about 30, 40 yards away. I was a good passer. I could, I could, I could spin it. I was spinning that thing. I remember that one you, you, when you when you went out to your right and you pitched it over the New York Jets. Touchdown. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We're going to play a little nickname game, one of the most famous nicknames in pro football history. I still bowl, yeah. Okay. I may have to challenge you in that then later. Let's All go. right. Here we go. I'm just going to ask you, Here's uh, here were the standings yesterday. Let's see if Jerome Bettis can uh, get how many he can get correct here. Who went by the nickname... The refrigerator. That's Mr. Perry. You're right. You did oh, it before. Oh, I'm sorry. I got it wrong. I don't. All right. I don't backwards. know the rules of the game. Who? That's that is correct. It's well, the refrigerator. Do you want to do it, Ike? All right. You do it. Okay. Right. What was his nickname? Sweetness. Walter Payton. Easy. Okay. Sweetness. That's two. Next up. Well, there are many. Correct. Deion Sanders. What was his nickname? Prime time. Okay. That's Neon right. Dion also would have been acceptable. Uncle Prime. Yeah. Yeah. But prime time, that was it. And hey, he played with Coach LeBeau. You know who that Dick is? Lane right there. Night Train. Okay. Very good. Oh, he was you must play Detroit, Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions. This is one of the best nicknames in my Detroit, book coming Detroit up here. Lions. Oh, man. The great Reggie White. Oh, I'll tell you one second. Hold on. The... He, in the pool pit. He stay in no, the pool pit. he's the... Um, he stay in the pool pit. When I, I go to know. church, he in the pool pit now, Bussy. <laughs> I know you know. Hold on a second. Hold on we a second. We didn't get this one either. Bussy in I'll the pool you. pit. I tell you, hold on. The um, He's a what? When you in the pool pit. Not a pastor, but a... Not, not the preacher. Not the preacher, but a... Start Another with an one? M. Start with an M. Man. Prime. Good. I'm glad he got it wrong. Good. Yeah. We got it wrong, too. Yes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> I'm so glad because I ain't want him to get past me. He was rolling. I, I, I don't know defense. if you're over the hump yet, Ike. This Let's one's take two. Joe Willie. Okay. But that's Joe, not it. That's his name. It's a um, it's a street in uh, a famous street in NYC. Oh, Joe. Um, what is New York known for? Plays. You right, go to a play, uh, but they got a, a, they got a fancy go, word for a play. I'm trying to go to a play. They I don't call it. I want to go see Hamilton. They don't Where call am it I going? No what more. street do I need say, to say, go say, to? Say, it's right there. Madison? No, 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 no. Uh, Madison. Uh, no, no, you right there, yeah. though. No, no, it's the street. It's, it's the name street. of the street. Broadway, oh, Bustin' Broadway. Broadway, Joe. Broadway. It's all good. I should have known that one. That was awful. It's all good. It's going to start getting crazy now. Yeah, I know you know this guy. Yeah. The Nigerian Nightmare. That's right. All right, that's enough. Let's let's now talk about this real quick. Okay. Man, I'm so, oh, mad about Ike, that. Ike, who, if you had oh, to oh, oh, that? you know that? that one. That's uh, Ironhead. No question. There you go. There you go. The great Ironhead. The uh, great, uh, should have won the Heisman in 1987, too. Got robbed. Should have had that one. Hey, uh, who, Ike, would you rather, if you, if you have to? The Super Bowl. It's the last play of the game. Uh-oh. Ike Taylor's at the goal line. Look who's bearing down on him. Maurice Jones, Drew, or Jerome Bettis? Who's who's going to be uh, the tougher matchup for you? This this is crazy because I had two different scenarios with both of these guys. Yeah. So yeah. I played I played uh, MJD right. a few times, and MJD just caught the ball out the backfield. He just caught it and was about to turn around, and I smacked him. At least I thought I smacked him. <laughs> At least I thought I did. And when I hit MJD, my body said, Boy, what you doing? <laughs> and my body went all the way down to his ankle. <laughs> and my mind was telling my mouth to say, say help. <laughs> say help. <laughs> On JB's side, it was training camp. <laughs> and, you know, training camp, man, that's when you make your mark. Right, you got to take a shot. You got to take a shot at training camp. Yeah. 
I remember Bussy coming around that corner, and I was the unblocked player. Because usually offensive coordinators, they, they want to see. They like the situation in the corner. They want to force you to have to tackle. Force me to make the tackle. And they drew it up well. <laughs> <laughs> and I stuck my head in there with all my might. He wound up running me over. He scored. But my teammates on the other side, on my side, they loved it. They was, it was proud like, of him. They was proud of him. You didn't back down. he stuck his head in there. <laughs> but my, body, I, my mind told my body, I don't, don't know do how it. long you can do this. <laughs> so, in other words, don't uh, you, you didn't like the, uh, the, the, the big backs. The probably wouldn't be good for either. For either party, no question. Well, I still harken back. I watch it all the time just because it worked out so well. 11 years ago in Indianapolis, man, when I saw that ball, I remember feeling that in that moment when that ball bounded up to Nick Harper, I thought, I'm never going to watch sports Initially, again. Initially, I thought that was an interception. I thought that oh, should have really? went down as an interception because I didn't think I touched it long enough. For and it went up oh, and it, oh, it no, never it hit the ground. It, it went down as INT. Solid. <laughs> 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 I got a couple of those. I you had, had some INTs right? where I got hit and I kicked up and it went as a punt return for the quarterback. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It was not. I thought. I, I don't know. I, I tell don't you, know. the well, one, first my one run though one. is you running over Erlacher in that cold. That's it. That was. That was. That was. That's the kind of football that I grew up watching. Like that's what football's supposed to be now. I know it's high flying now, but I wish. No, no, every Steelers to... fan knows that that one play was the turning point in the season. Oh, you did that, everybody absolutely. said, you know what, maybe they can run the right. table. It, so. it was one of, those, one of those moments for our team right. because we were, we were really not playing as well as we were capable and was of playing. Hot. And it was in this team, they, were the, you know, they had the, the, the number one defense in mm -hmm. the NFL. He was a defensive MVP of that, of that season. So it was all about winning that game. We won that game, and then we went on a run and ultimately led to With a championship. So, and so that, was, that was the moment. And the football gods uh, proved that they wanted you to get to Detroit because yes. uh, Vanderjack kicked it, uh, I think. Way right. How? <laughs> That's Dave Damashek. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.